It's the Wealth and Wisdom Podcast, providing you wisdom on investments, taxes, retirement, and other topics that listeners will benefit from, all in hopes of helping you build and enjoying your wealth your way. Here's your host, Michael Loftus of Loftus Wealth Strategies. Hello, and welcome to Wealth and Wisdom TV and our latest podcast. First time here, we do obviously podcasts, which are shown here. You can also find them on any and all of the podcasting platforms. We also do market updates, latest right here, and other educational videos. So if you like what you hear, please do consider subscribing. So we are now on episode 11, Wealth and Wisdom Podcast. First up, let's get into the quote of the month. It's not how much money you make, but how much money you keep, how hard it works for you, and how many generations you keep it for. Amen. I do like that one right there. So today we're going to follow up from our last episode, which is right up here, and also link below for podcasts. We really talked about the expense side of things in the last uh, video podcast as it pertains to retirement. Today we're going to focus on the income side of things. So getting into it, why is understanding income retirement critical for financial stability and what could happen if you don't have a clear picture of your retirement income? So a couple things here, you know, I always mention this in the videos, but this is why we do financial planning. Yes, of course, we do money management, tax planning, etc. But the financial plan is the cornerstone of your future, right? And that's exactly what we're talking about day, today as it pertains to your actual income, right? It is critical because of a couple things. It has to last, longevity, right? It has to be there in case you have some unexpected expenses. Roof repair, new dock, new air conditioner, health issues, whatever the case might be, okay? So income is so important in retirement because you know when you're getting your income while you're working it's coming in now it's your savings and whatnot that you're going to have to live off and that's why it is so important as we go uh, forward so some of the examples of the different sources of income i mean obviously a lot of those you're aware of pensions yeah i see a little bit of those but our generations they're really not available the generations, uh, millennials, Gen X, I would not expect that at all. But we still see them, especially as it pertains to government employees. IRAs, no doubt, that's generally the biggest one because you do a rollover IRA. Roth, right? People have been saving, maybe utilizing Roth IRAs. 401ks, of course, of course, making sure that you have been putting money into your 401k over all those years. Lump sum distributions. Okay, so security, obviously, right? That's a guaranteed income source like a pension, except that everyone should be getting that. Annuities, not a big believer in annuities, but yes, we do have clients that have annuities uh, for various reasons, so that is a way to get some income. Dividends, personally, I'm not a big dividend investor because, I mean, you look at right now, right? The dividend value market's probably one of the worst performing some big names have really taken a big hit. So it could have a nice dividend, but if it's down 20%, it's not really doing you too much. 
up markets, whatever the case might be in that area, yes, we'll go for those dividends. Okay, what else have we got here? Rental income, have a lot of folks that have some rental income, and then part-time. I mean, today, it's not so much some clients need it, but they want to get out of the house, and they want to work two, three days a week. Some do things they like, photography and whatnot, and charge for that, maybe real estate photography. So there's a lot of different sources of where this can come from. And again, all this goes into that financial plan, and we can look at it taking you know rental income for this amount of years, then you sell the property, part-time work, whatever the case might be, okay? Should you have income from a diversity of sources, or can you rely more on heavily just on one of those? Obviously, having multiple sources is the best, right? So kind of like a three-legged stool, right? If it's two, it's going to fall over. So best case scenario, if you have that um, pension, right? There's your backbone. But then you've got Social Security, right, which is a guaranteed income stream. Okay, that would be number two. And then you're going to have another source, okay? So it would be good to have multiple sources and a diverse amount of sources to make sure, like if the markets are down or whatever the case might be, or if you have to take more and then less next year, that you have enough sources you can balance that out, especially while you're in retirement, okay? So what is considered guaranteed income? Uh, how should you balance guaranteed versus non-guaranteed? So guaranteed, I've talked about that, right? Pension is a guaranteed income. Essentially, a pension is like an annuity, right? You get a guaranteed income over X amount of years. You could use 100%, get max amount, 50, 75% to your surviving spouse as well. So that is a guaranteed income stream. Number two is going to be Social Security, right? A guaranteed income stream that will come in. Three, I'm going to add uh, annuities, but if it's going to be guaranteed, okay, we want to talk about if you happen to annuitize a contract. Not a big believer in that, but there are cases where they're not very tax efficient, so we'll annuitize a contract, create a guaranteed income stream. You could do 10 years, term plus, life, whatever the case might be, okay? That should be on another video, all right? And then annuities, right? I mean, general annuities, you've got these guaranteed withdrawal benefit, minimum GMIBs, GMWBs. Again, there's so many different variation, variations and acronyms. I'm not gonna get on into all of those today, but that would be another source as, as well. I mean, if you have rental income, as long as you don't plan on selling that property, Somewhat guaranteed, unless, of course, you lose uh, that renter. Okay, so are there any other strategies for maximizing guaranteed income? I mean, not really. I mean, again, the guarantee, we talked about those. The non-guaranteed is going to be from your investments. Your IRA, your Roth IRAs, your brokerage account, trust accounts, etc. So I think that when you bring all this together, right, that's where the plan, right? So when we do the plan, in the last video I talked about, we list them as must-have rights, wants, and wishes. So you kind of go through those. Then you list all of those uh, guaranteed income sources, where they're coming from, pension, social security, rental income, whatever the case might be, okay? And then you obviously, right, when you look at that, it comes down to money in, money out, surplus, deficit, okay? 
And then of course you project that over several years, up 20, 25 years to make sure that you won't outlive your income. So I think we've talked about all of the guaranteed income sources. More information, like to get uh, or talk about a financial plan, uh, we do have a link below for you. So moving on to topic number two today, countdown clarity, timing your time until you get into retirement, okay? So we've got a couple uh, items, not a couple, we actually have 10. Don't know if I'm going to hit all of them, but I came up with 10 of them here uh, that should be working as you get closer to retirement that you should be thinking about, okay? When and how will you be debt-free? It depends. You know, when it comes to mortgages, I mean, I'm okay with keeping them in mortgages. Now, you don't get the tax benefit like you used to. Now, that might change because we are obviously in 2025, the tax law is going to change where we used to be able to deduct and all that. Now, we don't know what it's going to look like, okay? But now, for each spouse, you know, you're getting $13,000 apiece. So, but you want to be debt-free as much as possible. But mortgages, I'm okay with that. As long, of course, as it's a reasonable interest rate and it's not going to affect your overall plan, right? So, if you're preparing, where are you from a savings standpoint, right? We can do that in a plan. You need, you know, you're behind, but if we add an additional 10,000, 15, 20,000, whatever the case might be, what's the impact of that over year? Over year over year, okay, to make sure that you can get there, okay? Key, I'm not going to get too much into this. I have videos on a whole section on social security, but when should you take social security? Now, Definitely don't want to take it at 62 unless extreme circumstances. But what I'm finding is with my 64, 65 year olds, right? So if you start at 62, each year you delay, you essentially get an 8% bump, okay? Well, the last two years, right, we had a 6% increase and then a 9% increase in 2022. Those are significant on top of the other ones. So I'm seeing a lot of 64, 65 year olds that that number is even higher than when we first looked at it seven, eight years ago. So we're saying, hey, if this number is good, it's still better. Again, you have to look at the spousal situation, who's higher and lower, but we might be taking out at 64, 65, 66, instead of FRA, which is full retirement age, depending on your age, but generally around 67. Should you stay in your home and downsize? Well, that's a tough one right now because you know if you downsize, you sell your home, you're probably giving up if you have a mortgage, a 3% mortgage, and you're getting a seven and a quarter mortgage, and that doesn't work right now, okay? So all of that depends on your scenario and cash flow. Again, all handled uh, during, the, uh, during the financial planning process as you prepare. Uh, too much risk in your portfolio? Absolutely have a new client just came on. Very, very aggressive. I do have some cash to offset it but we're talking 95% invested in the market. Makes me a little queasy just thinking about it. So making sure you're invested properly as you get there. I mean, we had the hit last year. Personally, recording this late July, I think we're in another bubble. We're probably due for another pullback. But do you want to have another pullback, whether it's 10, 15, 20, whatever percent, right? So you got to be careful when it comes to that as you get closer uh, to retirement. Last one I'll just add in here, what are your income expenses look like in retirement? And we've addressed that in the last two videos, right? Looking at those must-have wants and wishes on the expense side and the income side. So next up, let's go to mailbag. All right, today's mailbag. I actually have four that I like this month. So we have 
Rachel in Charlotte, okay, our daughter and her boyfriend are thinking about buying a house together. Should we help them out with a down payment? That seems like it'll be more helpful to them than just getting them the money from us 20 years ago when we die. Okay, so this is always a tough one, okay? So, you know, a couple things, you hear the term boyfriend. Now, because of that alone, you want to be careful, okay? Because, I mean, if you want to gift it to your child, I agree, is that a good strategy? Give it now versus later. They need it now to buy the home. But just make sure you have some legal documents in place. If you're giving this amount and the other person isn't bringing it in or the other parents aren't bringing it, make sure when that house is sold that your daughter, yes, your daughter is getting her part of that sale of the home. So just be careful here. Don't always like that. Uh, but I'm okay with that. But just making sure also it does not affect you and your plan and your cash flow. Make sure you take care of yourself first. Andy in Denver, Colorado. I've been told I need to make sure I have a mortgage when I retire because that will be the only tax deduction I'll have at that point. I've been paying extra in my house to have it paid off by the time I retire, but maybe I should slow down on that plan. Well, first off, I just told you this, right? You're really not getting a deduction from a mortgage today, okay? So uh, you get standardized deductions unless, I mean, if you work for yourself, um, you know, do you have an abundance of deductions that you're going above the standardized deductions right now. So no particular benefit. Now, as far as paying it off before retirement, sure. If you can do it, if it gives you peace of mind, absolutely take care of it. You know, just remember, okay, one thing about homes and everyone's situation is different, right? It is an illiquid asset. So if you need to tap it down the road, you can do that line of credits, although line of credits right now are outrageously high. But again, that's something you want to think about, and you should plan for that when you're working with your advisor, okay? Clark in San Francisco. Our home is no longer ideal for us. It's much too big, uh, too much to keep up uh, now that our kids are grown and they're gone. We'd like to move, but we'll only be working for another four to five years, then retiring to another state. Would it be a bad idea to move twice in a short period of time? Seems expensive, and I don't want to mess up my retirement plans. Yes. <laughs> How's that answer? Yes. Okay. Why do I say that? Just mention it, right? I mean, you've got, I don't know your circumstance um, about the mortgage, right? I want to make sure that I, uh, you know, when you're moving here, do you have a mortgage? You don't. You don't mention that, but, you know, if you're paying cash for another house, that's one thing. Let's look at that market, right? We've had a huge run-up, okay, in uh, home costs right now. And even now, you're not seeing a lot of existing home sales. In fact, dormant. But you have new home sales being done, which is really keeping the prices of homes higher. So you have to keep that in mind. And are you going to make that back in five years? I don't think you will. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is, where are you moving to? Okay, we're a destination. We're in uh, Delaware, right? The Delaware beaches. We're a destination low taxes, et cetera. It's one of the fastest growing counties in the country for retirees. So where are you going? What are the costs there? Let's look at it today and see, project out what it will be. Okay, I think that's something you want to look at as well. So I would not do that. Stay with the one home. If you think you're going to move to another state, four to five years, I don't think you're going to get your money back in that period of time. 
especially if we have some type of pullback. Last up, we got Eddie in Mississippi. We got people from all over the country uh, emailing that this month. So thanks again for watching. I am 62. I'm making more money than I ever have. Good for you. So that part of my job is gratifying. At the same time, I hate all the red tape and politics involved in working for a Fortune uh, 500 company. I'm laughing because I've been there, done that. So some days are great. Some days make me want to retire. Uh, do you think I'll end up regretting if I walk away from this fantastic income? I mean, that's a difficult question for me to ask. Um, you know, my history, it's on the website, well-documented, worked on the distribution side of the financial world for years, loved it, had a great for a year, despised the politics, right? There's no doubt about it, you know, and it's who you knew and, you know, to move up the ladder and all that kind of stuff. And I was at a pretty decent level, but, you know, again, I, I get it. I hear you, okay? But what are you going to do, right? Are you going to go to work for yourself? What is that going to look like, right? Are you still going to be able to save for retirement? These are things, right? For someone who worked in a big corporation for years, you know, I, I didn't take a paycheck for almost two and a half years when I started my business. So there's a lot of factors you need to think about. What I would recommend is sitting down with your financial advisor. Be happy to schedule something below with the link. But uh, you have to look at the situation. I'm not sure how far you are from retirement. Here we go, 62. So maybe a couple more years. But again, let's look at the plan. Can you retire today? You might be able to. And see what happens, okay? You never know. But uh, as always, thanks so much for listening and watching Michael Loftus Wealth and Wisdom TV and, of course, podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Wealth and Wisdom Podcast. If you have any questions or would like to schedule time with Michael Loftus to review goals and or financial plans, please give us a call at 302-251-8901. You can also visit us at lwsde.com to contact or check out many resources, including our video blog. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite app. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much wherever you can find shows. Material discussed is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. Please consult your accountant and attorney for specific advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Loftus Wealth Strategies, LLC, a registered investment advisor.